We are still talking about understanding the will of God. Paul said in Ephesians chapter 5, he said, Do not be unwise, but understand what the will of God is. And when he was talking about that, he told them how to live life on a regular and a daily basis. We have been taking our foundation from another letter of Paul to the Thessalonians. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Paul said that this is the will of God, your sanctification. He was writing to multitudes and he said the will of God is just one thing, sanctification. I will now read from Ezekiel chapter 14 and I will read that again. God said, anyone of the house of Israel, which stands for a type of Christians today, who separates himself from me, sets up his idols in his heart. Please notice that separates himself from me, sets up his idols in his heart, and puts right before his face the stumbling block of his iniquity. Yet the same fellow comes to the prophet to inquire and say, what is God's will for my life? God says, I will be brought to answer him in my person. I am going to turn my face against that man and make him a sign and a proverb. That is, people will say that is how God does to those who disobey him. He said, I will cut him off from among my people, so that you will know I am the Lord. He even said further, if you read, read the next few verses, that sometimes a prophet is prevailed upon to prophesy. The prophet suddenly begins to have visions and revelations for a man who has separated himself from God, who has idols in his heart, and has right before his face all his iniquities. comes to see the prophet, and his concubine is waiting outside. His girlfriend is waiting outside when his wife and his children are at home. Yet the prophet begins to prophesy. God says, I am the Lord, I have prevailed upon that prophet to prophesy so that I can punish both the prophet and the man who came to the prophet to inquire. Now, I've been talking about this will of God and I also understand what we have been saying. That the will of God, God has a specific will for the life of every individual. If you're having business crisis, there is a word he has for you to bring you out of that crisis. Yes, you need a wife, there is a girl he wants you to marry. You need a husband, there is a particular young man he wants you to marry. However, you cannot find out these specific things except you have first put yourself in the place where those things can work out in your life. If you read my book, Should I Say Yes? I spoke about marriage. And one of the chapters there, I said, I married the girl that I liked. And it didn't sound spiritual for those who are hearing it for the first time. In fact, I told a story then that a brother came to see me. He said, did God speak to you concerning the wife that you married? That is, he wanted to know whether I had a vision, revelation, or stuff like that before I said, this is the lady that God wants me to marry. And I said to him, yes. He said, what did, how did he say it? And that's what I'm talking about, the how. He said, how did he say it? I said, the officiating priest said, I pronounce you man and wife. He, he laughed. Maybe the way some of you may be laughing out there right now. He laughed because he was surprised that you are saying how you knew the will of God was that during the wedding, somebody said, I pronounce you man and wife. I said, before that time, I just liked the girl, and I asked her to marry me. I said, however, please, you can read the book. It's titled, Should I Say Yes? I said, however, what you should be asking is, what kind of girl do I like? Did I go to a bar to meet a girl that I liked? Do you understand my point? Did I? Did I choose a girl that I liked because I saw a figure I'd never seen that type before? Those are the things we are talking about. If you read that book, I explained that long before, the Lord had given me understanding and revelation concerning what matters in marriage. And based upon that years before... I had believed those words, and based upon those words, I was living my life and making my prayers. And I was doing what I understood in the life of a young man that the Lord described as walking in holiness and righteousness. After that, the fine details of my life, I trusted God to walk them out. Are you getting the point I'm making? So did the vision show up ooh, uh, from the sky? Oh, my son, my son, marry this one. Nothing like that. What just happened was that 
I prepared my heart. And when the situations of life presented itself, she fitted exactly what I desired. The desire was built upon the word of God. And the confirmation was that the events took place because I told God, all right, in prayer, petition before him long before, don't let it ever happen that I will get to the point of marriage and I marry the person that you did not choose. So when he allowed it to happen like that, that that day finally happened, I finally turned to my wife right there. I said, I love you. You are God's gift to me. That was the day I told her that after they said, I pronounce you man and wife. Until that time, you are just one girl where I like who. You know my point? That is, I was walking by my own desire at that time. Anything could change. The day before, your father could write me a letter that she don't come to his house again. And you trust things that happened before. That somebody, the morning of the wedding, they said, we're not marrying again. The girl will just disappear. You understand my point? I knew all these things could happen. And even though I was not wishing for them to happen, I said to the Lord, if you have to do that, the disappointment is going to be for a few weeks. You get what I'm saying? But the joy will last forever if we get it right. And I've been married now for more than 15 years, and I can assure you, the joy has lasted very well. Did God say to me, my son, my son, arise. This is your girl. Take her. No. I didn't hear any voice like that. And that's what I'm trying to emphasize. The emphasis is on that. First, reading that Ezekiel chapter 14, you reunite yourself with the Lord. Don't move away from him. Remove from your heart your idols. Remove from your face the stumbling block of your iniquity. Repent of your sins. Except you do all of that, you can never come to God and say, what is your will? If any prophet is prophesying to you, what makes a prophecy true or false is the heart of the person that's receiving the prophecy. If a sinner comes to a prophet, any prophecy given to him that does not lead him to repentance is a lie. Do you get the point I'm making? I know many of us, we are very good at it. Every little thing, we go to the prophet. Your son is going to school, you go to the prophet. Prayer houses, these things are all business centers. You understand? Man must work. So when you come, the man will pray. You give your offering, you go. He doesn't care about your life. Let me say something to you. If he actually prophesies, I want you to hear this clearly. If the prophet actually prophesies, and you are a sinner, you are a habitual sinner, you know you are an adulterer, you are a liar, you are a cheat. People that lend you money never get their money back. You'll be tossing them to and fro. Yet you go to church. Somebody says, give an offering so as to come out of your poverty. They are just collecting your money. They are lying to you. And let me add this one again. When sometimes you get there and somebody tells you that, look, all your problems are caused by your enemies. Anytime I hear it, I laugh. A true prophet never ever points to your enemies. I saw one man one day say he was doing word of knowledge, ministering to people. Say, you come, your uncle is after you, your village, they don't want you to prosper. Hey, you come, it is over. Your business is not doing well. Do you know why? Hey, people in the market, they are jealous of you. I want you to know it is over. Listen to me, it is all a lie. Listen to me, it is all a lie. It is pure fallacy. It is not true. It is not possible for the enchantment of unbelievers and wicked people to work against Jacob. The divination of Balaam does not even work against Israel. I'm explaining one point. As long as God looks and does not behold iniquity in Israel, those things don't work. So when somebody comes and starts saying that, uh, hey, uh, it's your enemy that don't want you to prosper, they are lying to you. The man too wants an offering. And God says, listen, if it happens that such people actually, all right, prophesy. And let me tell something to you. I'm not saying they didn't see vision. They saw the vision. But if you read that Ezekiel chapter 14 that we read last time, for times they will carry everything today. It, God said in verse 9, If the prophet is prevailed upon to speak a word, it is I, the Lord, who have prevailed upon that prophet. And I will stretch my hand against him and destroy him. That is, God said in verse um, 10, As the iniquity of the inquirer is, so is the iniquity of the prophet. That is, the man who prophesies to a sinner, pointing fingers at the enemies, is also a sinner. 
You will be destroyed. The prophet will be destroyed. Mark my words. Because what people are doing is that they are lying in the name of the Lord. A true prophet will turn your heart to righteousness. He will tell you, oh boy, I thought you married six years ago. Your wife just delivered a second child now. You can't wait for her to heal from delivery. You jumped onto another woman. That is why your business will be destroyed now. It is because you are selfish. You can't control your lust. And you have no feeling for the wife that God has given to you. And you are now saying that why is your business doing badly in the market? And that uh, is your neighbor. They don't want you to prosper. No, it is God. He does not want a sinner to prosper. It is not the neighbor. People say devil, devil. It is not the devil. It is not the devil. It is God that passes his judgment against people of iniquity who make mockery of his name. You go to church with a sinner, you don't care. Just because you are paying tithes. Listen to me. Every time you bring that money to church, you are telling God, please destroy me. Let me die before my days are over. That's what you are saying. Because God is never interested in the wages of iniquity. I hope you got my point. You have just listened to a radio message by Pastor Banky. More of this and other messages are available from our website, kwm.com.ng. To contact us, write us at radiosemons at gmail.com and do not forget to do your part in spreading the kingdom of God by sharing this message with someone else. Thank you for listening and may the fruit of this word blossom in your life.